Welcome to another interview at Animal Cafe. Each Monday, we offer a new podcast with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for upcoming interviews and more. This is Lori Houston, your Animal Cafe veterinarian, and I'm joined today by Dr. Marcy Campion. Dr. Campion is a nutritionist and the scientific relations manager for IMS P&G Pet Care. She's here today to answer some questions about pet food. Dr. Campion, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about what you do. Okay. Uh, hi, Dr. Houston. It's nice to be with you today. Um, hi, you too. Very, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, my name is Marcy Campion. I am a nutritionist by training, and that's a, a dog and a cat nutritionist. And I have been with um, the IMS company or P&G Pet Care for 20 years now and had a variety of jobs there. But a lot of what I've done is has been, you know, formulating different products or different recipes for dogs and cats, and I'm a uh, pet passionate person, and so besides my, my three little boys who I love dearly, I also have my dog Tucker, who's a golden retriever, he's ten and a half, and he was our first baby. Oh, so, funny. My, dog, my brother has a uh, golden retriever named Tucker also. You know, I found that to be kind of a common name sometimes. He is a, we call him a quote-unquote working dog because my husband is a golf course superintendent. So Tucker goes to work with him every day, and uh, apparently dogs and golf course superintendents go together because everybody has one. And uh, he was his claim to fame is that he was Mr. June in the uh, TurfNet calendar, which is one of the websites that a lot of the superintendents use. And uh, so that's his big claim to fame. And it, so I use this picture in all my presentations. <laughs> so Tucker's famous in his own right, huh? He is. Most of the people, most of the members at the golf course will know Tucker's name before they know my husband's name, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I think a lot of my brother's horse friends are like that, too. They know Tucker uh, out at the barn better than they know Tim. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised he, if he has horses, I'm surprised he doesn't have a Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> they have a few of those that hang out out at the barn, too. Uh-huh. So that's just a little bit about me, and um, I've had a variety of roles here um, within the IMS company, uh, and each of them just as much fun as the last one, but I think that I will probably always be in uh, pet food nutrition because when I go into the consumer care groups offices, they always post pictures and letters and emails that they get, and then when you, you stand there and you read some of them some of these days, and, and you get great pictures and great emails, and some of them even say, you know, you saved my pet's life. You know, pet was underweight or pet was having digestive issues, and I, I switched to one of your IMS formulas. And when you see things like that and the emotion that goes along with that, that's when you go, you know, this is why I do this job, and this is why I'll be here, you know, longer than 20 years. Yeah, it's very rewarding to see those types of things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, certainly the, the area of pet food is, uh, there's a lot of controversy there, and I think a lot of people have questions. There's a lot of information on the on the internet, and sometimes it's kind of hard to tell which information is accurate, which isn't. Um, so maybe you can address some of those questions for us today, Marcy. 
Uh, maybe we can start out with talking about some of the grains in, in food. You hear a lot of controversy about whether whether grains are good, whether they're bad. A lot of people talk specifically about uh, corn, especially. Yeah, sure, be happy to do that. Um, I think in general, as, uh, as people and for our pets as well, because our pets are part of our family, you know, the trend's been going on for quite some time about, you know, wanting to understand, you know, our, our food and where our food comes from better. A lot of people buy locally, a lot of people buy natural or organic. And that same kind of trend is occurring for our pets as well. You know, people want to understand what it is. But, but you're exactly right. There are a lot of myths out there that exist around pet foods. And that's probably because, you know, a small percentage of the population haven't been able to, to go, you know, and see how pet food is made and see where the ingredients come from. Um, but what I can tell you, though, is from an ice company perspective, um, we use nothing but the highest quality ingredients. Um, and for our, our new IMS Naturals products, you know, we use ingredients that you recognize and would be comfortable using yourself. And then if you look more specifically, as you said, with some of the grains and more specifically corn, you have seen some information, you know, whether it's the Internet or different magazine articles and that. And so I'd just like to try to help folks understand, you know, what is the facts around grains. Um, grains in general are good sources of carbohydrates. They do bring in some fiber with them. And so grains in and of themselves are not bad. There's absolutely nothing wrong with grains. I think some of the things that you hear about is some folks think that grains, you know, inherently cause allergies, and that's not really true. If you look at the most common things that will cause allergies in dogs, for example, it's like beef, wheat, and dairy. And something, for example, like corn is actually very, very, very far down on the list, and so it's not really something that would commonly cause a food allergy in dogs. Um, but, you know, from a consumer perspective, because if you hear this time and time again, it becomes very top of mind for you. And in reality, um, it tends really not to be an issue. However, though, some people do have personal feeding philosophies, and what we do like to do is to try to help, you know, provide them with um, foods that they're comfortable with feeding their pets that their pets do well on. Some pets, you know, may do well on uh, formulas that don't have grains in them, um, but in general, most pets do perfectly fine on formulas that do have grains in them. And one of the formulas that we have, if there's a concern about a pet maybe having a food sensitivity to something like corn, um, our new I'm Simple and Natural and our I'm Sensitive Naturals, which are two new formulas as part of our I'm Naturals lineup, do not have corn, wheat, soy, or meat byproducts in them. So that we do have an offering that that's what someone is looking for, we would have those two products that they could use. And the differences between them are the I'm Simple and Natural is, you know, just simply made with the highest quality ingredients, ingredients that you would recognize. It has meat, uh, such as chicken, is the first ingredient. It does contain, you know, fruits and vegetables that are rich in antioxidants like vitamin E. It does contain um, some wholesome grains, but it does not contain corn or wheat. And it also has higher levels of vitamin E for a healthy immune system. So that formula is really made up around, you know, chicken, rice, and barley. But then if you are looking for more limited ingredients around a food, you know, because you, you may have a dog that may be a bit itchy or scratchy and you think may have an ingredient sensitivity, we do have this new formula called IMS Sensitive Naturals. 
And the new news about the sensitive naturals is it's made with limited ingredients, and fish is the first ingredient. And the reason that we do use fish as the first ingredient, you know, as you know, that's not a common food ingredient in dog food. So if you suspect that there may be a food sen ingredient sensitivity, you would want to try to avoid the particular ingredient. And since fish is not a common ingredient in dog foods, that's a good one to use in a limited ingredient formula. So not only does this formula have fish first, it also contains fish oil, which brings in those good omega-3 fatty acids, which can help uh, with a healthy skin and coat. And this formula does have our highest level of omega-3 fatty acids in our IMS Naturals lineup. And it also contains um, beet pulp and a prebiotic. And one of the reasons that that would be important in a sensitive naturals type of product is sometimes if animals do have ingredient sensitivities, there's a small percentage of them, you know, say around 15% that may have, you know, soft stools that may come along with it. And therefore, by having in the beet pulp, which helps provide for a healthy digestive system, and then the prebiotics, it can help maintain a healthy digestive tract and um, normal stool scores for, for the pet. That's kind of a long-winded answer around the grains, but just kind of wanted to put it in context in around some of the formulas and how we look at that for some of our uh, new IMS Naturals formulas. Well, it sounds like these formulas are going to be a nice option for people that are, are looking for those specific types of, of foods. Uh, so it's, I think it's good that you've added those to, to your line, Marcy. Um, what about the conception that grain is, is used as a filler in food? Is there any truth to that? I think a lot of times when you ask people what a, what a filler is, you know, I think most folks would define fillers as something that doesn't provide any nutritional value to a pet. And we never put anything in our pet food that doesn't have, you know, um, some nutritional value to it. And so I would say even though a lot of times folks think of grains as fillers, um, I would probably disagree with that because a lot of the grains, you know, that we use, like, you know, barley and sorghum uh, and rice, depending on which recipe you're looking at, um, the grains do provide a source of energy for the product and, you know, it helps maintain healthy activity levels in the pet. So mo the grains that we use, you know, I would not consider fillers because they do have a nutritional value and a nutritional purpose in, in the recipes. Okay, that makes sense, Marcy. And what about for cats? Is there a difference between cats and dogs? A lot of people um, are tending to, to kind of lean toward a uh, diet for cats that's high in protein and a little bit lower in carbohydrates. What are your thoughts on that, Marcy? You know, that, that's a great question. You know, I love cats and, and am a feline nutritionist as well as a canine nutritionist. A lot of times people think of cats as small dogs. You know, and as a veterinarian, you know that there are some subtle nutritional differences because cats have evolved as strict carnivores or strict meat eaters, whereas dogs are technically, you know, omnivores, but we feel that they are best fed as carnivores because if you would look at a dog's teeth, you know, the way their teeth are shaped and their short digestive tract, they're probably best fed as carnivores, you know, or meat eaters. And so cats do have some differences. And, um, but cats can utilize carbohydrates just as well as dogs. And as a matter of fact, we were just at um, one of the veterinary conferences and they were discussing the very issue of carbohydrates in cats and they put out a 
consensus statement, and this is at the um, Veterinary Internal Medicine Conference in Denver, about how cats can digest carbohydrates and use carbohydrates. And so if you choose to feed a product that's higher in protein for a cat, that's perfectly fine because they are carnivores. But if you choose to feed something that's more moderate in protein, you know, to a cat that does have carbohydrates in it, that's going to be okay as well. And what's nice about our products, our IMS products, is though the two new products that I've talked about today, the IMS Simple and Natural and Sensitive Naturals, though those are dog products, we do have IMS Healthy Naturals, which is part of this IMS Naturals family, and we do have three cat products there. We have a chicken adult product, with chicken as the first ingredient, a salmon adult product, and a weight control product. And they do have some of the, the features and the benefits that some of these new products have. So, for example, they do have meat as the first protein source. So if you do want to feed, you know, your cat uh, a more carnivorous type of diet, we do have meat as our first protein source in these diets. They do also contain um, fruits and vegetables that bring in some great antioxidants like vitamin E. And the fruits and the vegetables are the apple, carrots, peas, spinach, and tomato. So though you may not think of your cat as typically eating things like that, you can still have great sources of antioxidants and fiber coming in for a cat through those fruits and vegetables if that's, you know, how your feeding philosophy for your personal cat. Um, they do, our Healthy Naturals do contain wholesome grains, and, um, but they, what they do not contain, though, are artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. They also have the healthy omega-3 um, fatty acids from fish oil for healthy coat from the inside out. And they do also contain the bee pulp and the prebiotics for healthy digestive system. So though we don't have the simple and natural or the sensitive natural formulas for cats yet, we do have some great healthy natural alternatives for the cat. Oh, that's great, Marcy. That's, that's good to know. Um, another place that or another area or subject that I think a lot of people have concerns about is the issue of byproducts in foods. I think a lot of people aren't quite sure what byproducts are, what's included in them, what's not included in them. And you hear horror stories on the Internet about things like dead animals being, being uh, part of byproducts or diseased tissue injection sites that have various medications in them. Um, there was even a report put out by the FDA a while back about finding phenobarbital uh, in some of these dog foods, and I don't believe IMS was on that list, by the way. No, we weren't. Can you address some of those uh, some of those issues? Right. You know, I've heard this. You know, some of the same rumors that you and some of your readers have, I'm sure. But what I can absolutely assure your readers is that we use nothing but the highest quality ingredients that you would be comfortable using yourself. And the one thing that I just would would put out there is. Um, most of the people who work here own pets, cats, you know, cats and or dogs. And if we thought we were using ingredients that weren't absolutely healthy for our products, you know, we'd be the first ones raising kind of an uproar about that. So I can assure you that everything we use as far as ingredients meets the highest standards, you know, um, the chicken, the fish, the meat products, um, the grains that we use. And um, so I can assure you of that. Now, as far as, you know, what are byproducts? Um, there is an organization called AFCO, which is the American Association of Feed Control Officials. This is a group or a trade association of state feed control officials, and they have put together a book that lays out guidelines for what you call ingredients. So in this case, 
you know, a, a byproduct is kind of, it's things that, are, that would not be the muscle tissue. And examples of this would be things like um, liver or heart, things that have, you know, high nutrient content, good fat content, good protein content. Now, there could be some other things in there, for example, that may not be excluded, but I think the real key here is that you know what you're getting and you know what you're buying. You know, we, we realize that you get what you pay for, and so when we purchase our ingredients, you know, we've got specifications around what it is that we are buying, and we buy nothing but the highest quality ingredients. And personally, um, byproducts, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the byproducts. Like I said, they're a great source of essential amino acids. They're a great source of fat for the animals, and they're also kind of a natural food stuff for, you know, dogs and cats if you think about it. It's not, you know, in the wild, you don't see cats just eating the muscle tissue. They will be eating the internal organs as well because they do have a lot of great nutritive value. Uh, and the same would go for, you know, dogs in the wild years and years ago. So I think that's the way to think about it is, again, it comes down to personal philosophy, though. If that is maybe something that you're not comfortable with because of your personal philosophy, we do have other alternatives. So if you'd look at the I'm Simple and Natural recipe and the I'm Sensitive Natural recipes, again, these products don't have any corn, wheat, soy, or meat byproducts. Okay, terrific. Um, and the other question that uh, I think a lot of a lot of my readers, anyway, and I think a lot of pet owners in general, are concerned about is that you know the huge recall that happened several years ago with the melamine. Um, I get a lot of questions about what's being done to prevent that type of thing from happening again. So you, can you kind of just um, maybe address some of your quality control guidelines, what you look for, what you do to, to make sure that type of thing doesn't happen again? Sure, you know, absolutely. I think all of us for our own food as well as for our pet foods are always, you know, concerned with safety and quality. And let me assure you that uh, P&G Pet Care has always had the highest quality standards and systems in place to ensure that we have, you know, safe feed and safe food. And, for example, some of the things that we do are um, we can trace back where every single one of our ingredients has come from. So we know where they're coming from. We know who we're buying from. Um, we also do several tests on the incoming ingredients. And if the incoming ingredients do not pass our tests, then we wouldn't purchase them, we would send them back. Um, trying to think what else we do. We also monitor, as we are making the product, we're monitoring the product through the system. We do over 200 pre and post manufacturing checks on the product. So you know that at the end of the day, before we ship it out, we have tested for everything, um, everything possible that we can to make a, you know, a safe and a helpful product before it comes out to you. Some of the things, for example, that we test are we, we look at the protein fat levels. Um, we have um, metal detectors and magnets throughout the system, so if something were to accidentally get in there, they are checked um, and can be made sure that they're not in the product. Any product that is you know, found to be, for example, if the package hasn't sealed properly, those kind of things are taken off the line and you know, thrown into the trash. And then finally, um, from a uh, microbial standpoint, every lot of products before it leaves the plant is checked um, for microbes before it's shipped off. Okay, great. 
Um, in your new line of products that you've talked about today, can you tell us a little bit about when they're going to be uh, when they're going to be available and where they're where they're going to be available? Yes, I'd love to. Um, again, the two new products are the I'm Simple and Natural and the I'm Sensitive Naturals. They're going to be available starting in July. Um, and they will, the, the great news about this is for a while, the naturals phenomenon or natural products were really only available in pet specialty. Well, now um, they're going to be available not only in pet specialty, but actually, you know, at your grocers and actually in mass retailers um, such as Walmart and Target, you'll be able to find them there as well. And also in your pet specialty stores like PetSmart and Petco. So they, they'll be able to find them in a variety of places where they do their shopping. That's great. And how soon will they be available, Marcy? You should start seeing them on the shelves um, during the month of July. I think they're just starting to ship at the beginning of July. And depending on, you know, which store in your geographical location, um, my guess is around you should be seeing them probably everywhere by, you know, the middle of July. Okay, terrific. So we'll, uh, we'll be on the lookout for those. Well, I want to thank you very much for joining us today, Marcy. You've been very, uh, very informative, and I think you've uh, helped answer a lot of the questions that I and, and my readers uh, and even a lot of my clients have had also. So I, I really appreciate that, and I appreciate your time. Well, great. Thank you so much for your time. And just one last bit I would leave you know, your, your readers with, your listeners with, is that if they've got more information about, you know, if they need more information about what products are right for you, they can call our consumer care line or they can go on our website at imes.com and get help from our online nutritional consultant. And my very favorite thing about our consumer care folks is the fact that they do not handle any other products but pet food. These are very pet passionate people who own several pets themselves and they know our pet foods inside and out, so feel free to give them a call ask them any questions that you want about which pet food is right for you or, or other things such as the ingredients. And then if you have a question that requires a little more technical knowledge, one of our veterinarians on staff will be happy to help them as well too. Great. Thank you, Marcy. Thank you, Dr. Houston. It was great speaking with you today. You too. So that's it for this week's episode of Animal Cafe. I'd like to thank Dr. Campion for being with us today. She's been very informative, and I hope that you've learned a lot from her. And please join us next week when we'll have another great interview for you. 